0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up?
0: listening. On to the show. Yayo. hey <laughs> <laughs> Doggies. You know, people have been asking me, they said, what's the intro music for your show? Because it sounds really familiar to me, but I really can't place it. And that was just me asking you five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you'll be the last person to ask that question. <laughs> you text me one time and you're like, this song is in my head right now. I have to listen to it. Again and again.
1: again. Okay, well, here's the... So, uh, real quickly, shout out to the great Jim Walker, who has graciously, graciously offered us his fantastic song, Something to Remember Me By, from the film Three O'Clock High, from 1987, to use as our intro and outro music. It's, like, an amazing song. And so what I always do is... When I hear that song, I always hear, um, you know, the opening scene and where Jerry, you know, she's like, it's just going to be one of those days, Jerry. And then it's like (laughs) something to remember. And so I always text you like, you ever have one of those days? And then like something to remember me by starts playing to go in with one of those days. And then you're like, yeah, always, always. (laughs) So
0: in text form. Yeah, always. Yeah, always.
1: Yeah, not to like kind of, you know, we will definitely cover that movie, but the movie starts off and it's just like he's having one of those days. It's a bad day. He yeah. starts and he rolls out of bed the wrong way. He has a bad day. And then it's like, you can run from your life. Um, Take
0: a break from the north. Yeah.
1: This is just a, a quick aside here, too. But did you ever have... Um, <laughs> So, you know how when you were a kid and, like, you'd be waiting for that song that you love so much to come on the radio and you had your, like, tape ready oh to, like, God. record it, right? Oh, my God, But you always had to be kind of ready. Yes, yes. And then, you know, you'd finally like, oh, be it, right? And you start playing it, and it's going great. And you're like, I got it, I got it. And then at the very end of the song, the fucking DJ comes on and starts singing over the song. Like, just fucking ruins it. Yeah. You know, he's just, something to remember.
0: You're like, 95K to me. Oh, my God. All right, coming oh, at you. I'll
1: give you something to remember me by. <laughs> uh, it's 97 degrees on the one I want. You're like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know it was so long to like for me to wait and tape
0: that and then you just yeah just destroy it yeah because there were no maxi singles at that point there was no you would have to buy the whole cassette and maybe you just wanted that one song there was no itunes there was no whatever yeah i totally get that and it was ruined with or a weird mashup of you know yeah Yeah. and you're like what what was that what was that was that yeah
1: yeah Oh, no, the DJ's just fucking around. (laughs) Just fucking with my life.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about 3 O'Clock High and Jim Walker's awesome song when we actually have Jim Walker on our podcast. uh, Because he has agreed to do that. And we will go more into detail with that specifically. But that's not what we're going to do today. No, today (laughs) we're going to talk about the Riptide classic... Nor- <laughs>
1: North Shore. You know those Riptide classics <laughs>
0: yeah. that I, you love. Do you remember the show Riptide with Joe Penny? And
1: I, I do. Was that um, a Riptide classic?
0: It was. I believe Riptide is a classic uh, from the '80s. A classic cop buddy shows. R- um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But we're not talking about Riptide today, are we? We're talking about North Shore.
1: Every young person has a dream. Making it come true is the
0: challenge. I don't want to be some wrinkled-up old geezer, 40 years old, watching a surf contest on TV and going, Yeah, I was good. I could have done that. No way.
1: For surfers, North Shore is the place... Kane is determined to make his dream come true, but he is an outsider. I seem like an ice cream. And there are more obstacles than he ever
0: imagined. Gregory Harrison, Nia Peoples, and Matt Adler. North, North Shore. Shore the, um, the Universal Studios release from... No, 1987? 1987. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, North Shore is a... It's, it's a surf movie. It's a sport movie. Um, I'm a huge fan of sports movies, as, as you are, as yeah. well. And this is a movie that can go down with the likes of American Anthem, Rad, Thrashin. What else? American Flyers. <laughs> Maybe not compare so, those two.
1: Well, it's just funny, like because it's like, when I think pivotal 80s mainstream movies, I don't think American Flyers. Obviously, I love American Flyers. So do I. And the song... American Flyers from by, American Flyers by Glenn Sharrock. Um, love that song. Yep. But um, yeah, when I think classic 80s sports movies, I'm thinking more like Oh Hoosiers and um, uh, Oh God, like Necessary Roughness. Uh, just, I think just,
0: that was 1989, maybe 1990,
1: maybe 1990.
0: Wow, you put Necessary Roughness above American Flyers. Yeah. Wow. As far as mainstream is concerned. Yeah, just okay, like, okay. you
1: know, movies that I was referencing more like Blue 32, Blue 32. I was doing that a lot. I wasn't going like,
0: Don't race in the race, Kevin. You're gonna die from that brain aneurysm. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I was not Spoiler alert. Um
0: He doesn't die, by the way.
1: Nope. We don't even need
0: to cover that movie now because
1: we just <laughs> we've just done it. Um that's so, American Flyers.
0: Yeah, it is. So would you would you put uh, North Shore in the category of a Hoosiers, or would you throw it into the American Flyers category? Well,
1: the thing is, I don't really—this this might be very controversial, but I don't really look at North Shore as a sports movie. You don't? Uh, no. I view it as a fish-out-of-water tale. Like, he's, kind of, he's almost like literally a fish-out-of-water. <laughs> <laughs> About a wave surfer from Arizona— Wave tank surfer. Wave tank surfer from Arizona. This is a great way to go into the synopsis. And it Very is. Very natural. Yeah. Um, who decides, I'm ready for the fucking big leagues, man. I'm ready for Hawaii and the North Shore of Hawaii. And I'm going to just, you know, um, just surf the waves with, with, the big, with the big guys. But I don't think it necessarily starts out as like him wanting to do it competitively. Or maybe, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it in a way, this movie has more to do with like, it's more of like an anti, like surf for the love of it. Don't surf because you want to be like a professional surfer.
0: Okay, okay. Right? Because
1: we're taking something that's very pure surfing. It's a a meditative art form, but it just so happens that our protagonist, Rick Kane, falls into that world, ultimately says, I'm going to do this even though his mentor is like, you should you you're doing it for the wrong reasons.
0: Gregory Harrison's character, yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I don't, um and Chandler. There's, there's probably a much better way we could explain this. But I think that I don't I
0: don't think there is a better way to explain <laughs> it. I think that, you're hitting the nail on the head.
1: And I know that you've said in the past, like maybe even in a past podcast, like this is a sports movie. And like, yes, yeah, surfing is a sport for sure, but I don't Yeah, I think of it more like it's it's a romantic coming of age fish out of water story. Okay. um, That also encapsulates a lot of like what was going on in, in 86, 87.
0: Okay. So you, you made, when we watched this movie um, a few weeks back, just to kind of recharge our memories and you had made the connection that this felt like karate kid to you in many ways. And so karate kid, I would say is a very similar, um, while martial arts is considered a sport, it's not a Karate sport is not movie. a sports movie. Yes, exactly. It's another coming of age story. Exactly. And yeah, okay, I, I okay, so I guess when I describe sport movies, I don't describe it the way I uh, misdescribed montages a few times in the American Anthem episode because I, I remember now a montage obviously being a bunch of clips put together and so but then I started calling everything a montage at that point <laughs> like oh, oh that's a dance montage ooh this is this montage oh I
1: see I didn't I didn't pick up that you were
0: misidentifying montages I, I did. felt like there was a lot of montages there was a lot of montages I'm just
1: more you were just saying it was like a dance scene and you're like oh that's a dance montage but it wasn't we weren't going through like a yeah. progression because yeah. a montage is a is a a progression. Yes. Right? A way to advance time in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. According to the song by the South Park creators who made that montage song for um right. for South Park or something. Or which
1: for is, uh for Team America.
0: Is that what that's for? Yeah, that's yes.
1: right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <for> Team
0: America. <laughs> um no, but you're right. Uh South North Shore is a it's a movie that has a sport in it. And so I think I like movies that have a sport in it. Um Whitewater Summer with the, the Kevin Bacon right so, has a sport in it like whitewater rafting yes is, as a sport rock climbing
1: right it's so now not, it's like you could define well what's a sport and what's a hobby and then you get into you know and then it becomes just semantics or whatever but yeah whitewater yes. rafting is in the Olympics it is um,
0: oh that's cool I didn't know that I,
1: I think I, the summer yeah it's in the summer Olympics all right. Uh, and, sur- and surfing is in the Olympics. Surfing, surfing is in the Olympics. So, yeah, it's not, it, but it's just when we're talking about this specific movies. Yeah, we just, I don't necessarily go like, oh, this is a sports movie.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair um, enough. I, I, did, I will tell you, when I was a kid uh, and I had my collection of VHS tapes, which was probably well over 100, I used to categorize all of them. Yeah, categorize and alphabetize. I'm sure you did the same thing. And I would make a sports movie section. So North Shore was obviously a part of that. Um, and the other movies that we listed, I even threw in Quicksilver because I thought, oh, well, it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's got a bicycle in it and right. bike messaging oh, is not no, a sport. No, Quicksilver no. is
1: not a sports movie. <laughs> it,
0: but, it, but it's a cool, but they no. use a bike,
1: so. You no, know, if anyone came over to your house and they'd be like, what is Quicksilver <laughs> doing in the sports <laughs> section, Zach? Um, but anyway, it's a Gleaming,
0: Gleaming the Cube is, no, is not, not a sports, not a sports not, movie. No, thank you. Okay, yeah. i
1: like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like the, the the not. Y-
0: this movie. won't translate yeah. on the podcast because you're listening, but Dustin's eyes just... Glared at me when yeah. I said, no, Gleaming the Cube is not a sports movie, but, but Thrashin' is a sports movie because there's yes. a competition yes. in yes. it. Yes, fair enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, you're right. North Shore is this coming of age movie about a kid that wins a contest at a surf tank in Arizona. And the guy says, so what are we going to do now? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go surf in the North Shores. And he gets the Hawaii thinking he's this big cheese and he... Finds out really quickly on that he's a very tiny fish in a giant ocean and he gets eaten up by sharks. Yeah. Uh, Sharks being literally not literally figuratively, uh, but sharks being the culture of being, you know, not understanding Hawaiian culture. And I would say this movie really respects um, the Hawaii and the the history of Hawaii.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. So so just, so just to summarize, because I feel like maybe some of our, maybe let's say a majority of our audience has seen Karate Kid. Yes. But maybe a majority has not seen North Shore because I just feel like they were different. You know, Karate Kid was sort of more
0: mainstream. mainstream,
1: marketed, et cetera, et cetera. In the same way that Daniel moves from New Jersey to Reseda- you know, at the beginning of a Karate Kid, he's like doing a little of his uh, of his moves, and the neighbor's like, oh, "Hey, what's yeah. that karate?" Because he kicks him in the face with the door. He kicks yep. his neighbor in, you know, and he's like, "Yeah, just t- took yeah. some karate." In the same way that Daniel thinks that taking karate at the YMCA in New Jersey is the same as like you know studying with Mister Miyagi, it is that same like kind of. It's I, I, although I would say that Rick Kane in North Shore is much more arrogant than yes. Daniel Larusso in Karate Kid, but just as a baseline. For folks who might not, you know, who, who just needed a, a comparison, it's like Daniel coming to Reseda and saying, um, you know, I know there, everything there is to know about karate and I'm going to, you know, take on everybody. And it's not like that. But Daniel encounters, you know, some bullying. He encounters, um, you
0: know, he rubs people the wrong way. Has uh, a love interest. Yep. Love interest. And he has a mentor. Uh Yeah. And so, very similar in that sense, the same elements, so, similar elements, right? Yep. Mentor, love interest, bullies, but this film has one difference in the sense that he finds a a really faithful friend outside of the mentor. It's two Mister yep. Miyagi and Karate Kid is his yep. mentor and his best friend. Dare I say, Rick Kane, the lead character in the film. Gets a mentor in Chandler and gets a best friend in Turtle, played by John Philbin.
1: I think that's a great assessment. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. And we'll be, we'll be getting some some Turtle turtle action. Some Turtle talk? Coming up. Some Turtle talk. Not to be confused with... With With, with Turtle talk at... Disneyland. Disneyland. Don't sue us. Um, (laughs) but, uh... Yeah. But if we're being if we're being quite honest, Rick is not really a great friend to Turtle.
0: He's not, and in fact, we both made the assessment that he is not the greatest guy. Yeah. Um but he grows. He grows and and dare I say he's not really the main character of the movie in a sense. Um you know, there the Nia Peebles, who plays his love interest and she's also her her character is Keani in the movie. She's uh was it Nia Nea Peoples or
1: Nia Peoples? Oh yeah Nea
0: sorry Nia Peoples. Nea Peoples. The little plosives there. Um <laughs> There's a but there's a lot of great characters in the movie. Rick is probably the the most bland of them yeah. all. Um Gregory Harrison who plays Chandler is phenomenal in my opinion he's such a and i think he's a super underrated actor he's the best actor in the movie he is the best actor yeah yeah he was on trapper john md that's where he kind of cut his teeth i mean the guy has had a has had a long career but i think when i saw him in north shore as chandler i was like oh this dude is so cool and why haven't i seen him enough because i wasn't watching um medical dramas when i was Eight years no. old, this because this movie came out in '87. I was 11 at the time, um, and I wasn't watching CBS Sunday Murder She Wrote type stuff.
1: No, I, I was not either at that point. But I was um, watching Riptide, but, but I <laughs> on NBC. <laughs> the classic Riptide, classic Riptide tonight <laughs> on NBC. When I say that uh, Gregory Harrison is the best actor in this movie, I mean sort of more to, more from an experience point. Yeah. Because I do think that John Philbin gives an amazing performance as Turtle.
0: Well, I think John Philbin actually has the most heart of all the characters because he's the sweetest character. Because, yeah, the Rick character goes to Hawaii, uh, gets all his shit stolen within like the first, I think, 20 minutes of the movie, and Turtle's there to help him out. Doesn't even know the guy. And this, this local comes up and speaking pigeon to, to to Rick Kane and totally befriends him. Yeah. And John Philbin has uh dare I say the best pigeon accent for a
1: non-pigeon speaking yeah,
0: Anglo-Caucasian yeah. actor.
1: No, he's he's really good. Um when I was a when I was a kid watching this, I felt like I really liked Uh, Rick Kane yeah and I think me too and I think watching it more now to your point it's like you kind of realize oh he's not the best guy he's kind of a dick yeah at times
0: you know there's this whole discussion now of um going back to Karate Kid where people talk about oh you know Daniel's not really he's the he's the antagonist of the movie and he's not really a good guy actually he is I think people knee-jerk judgment don't Realize the fact that this kid is getting severely bullied, and he's single parent uh, deal. Yeah, his dad died from when he was really young. You find that out in the sequel. So there, he's a very complex character. We don't really understand. We know that Rick is going off to college after this summer because he right he went he art we, school art school he yes. wins this scholar he wins this wave tank challenge in the summer uh, right after he graduated, assuming graduated high school, and his mom is very. Uh, uninterested in it, but also another single parent. Yep, yep. Connection there. Yep. And he's excited. I get that because he's he's 18. So he's excited to go off and do this thing. And his head has been filled because he's at this competition in Arizona. They're like, oh, you're the best around. Right. Nothing's gonna. And and so he goes up to this deal. And, and yeah, he he's cocky. And never really has a moment early on where he where he's like humbled to the yeah. point where he's I don't know, apologetic or sorry, because he doesn't really ever make Turtle feel like he's valued until the end. And Right.
1: No, he doesn't really seem aware of other people being other people. He sees them more as like a path to his goals. You know, like, how can yes. people help me versus, you know, and I don't think that the movie makes enough of a sort of evolution of him. You know to really be like oh okay he starts off this way and he ends up this way yeah. i know that that's kind of what they're going for but it doesn't really hit as well you're just kind of like oh this guy's so arrogant and he meets chandler his mentor and he's like already telling his mentor like your logo sucks for your surfboard company <laughs> yeah. and you're like well who are you man but, you're like an arts kid like that's not there are better ways to have a
0: conversation and <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, did you get that when you were a kid though? Cause when I was a kid, I didn't pick up on no, no. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, he's going through the struggle and you know, oh, it's cool. He's helping out the surf coach or he's helping out the surf mentor and the, and the surf mentors yep. are, uh, you know, helping him and, and turtles, his buddy. And that's all I thought about back then. Right. Now I look at it under a totally different lens and I realize, yeah, turtles, like helping him out every step of the way. Constantly, constantly
1: giving him rides, taking him, telling him how to surf, telling him how to surf the Hawaiian way, You know, giving him the initial confidence, telling him, like, don't go to the, you know, let's play the clip.
0: You got any pointers? About pipe? Yeah, you're not ready for it. I'm ready. Oh, yeah? Okay, brah. The reef starts just about here, and it stretches all the way down to there. Reef? There's a reef? That's right. So when a wave breaks here, don't be there. Are you gonna get drilled? <laughs> Anything else?
1: Right. So, like, you know, it's like lines like that that perfectly sum up who Turtle is. Um, and then, you know, you've got like Rick just being like, "Your art logo sucks." And then his, and then the mentor, who's the, bo- and so I should say too that Gregory Harrison plays the boss of Turtle. And all he does is make Turtle work on surfboards. He's like, like, you know, Gregory Harrison has his own surfboard company. Um, He's very much against uh, mainstream things. Surfing is all about being pure and connected to a more spiritual side of the world. Very like, that's your Mr. Miyagi kind of character, right? Where it's like, you know, karate's not from here. It's from the inside. So mm-hmm. surfing's like, you know, we're gonna look at the waves together. We're gonna feel things. Yeah, um, it's not about the competition. It's about the art. But he treats Turtle like such shit, and just makes Turtle wax boards all day. Meanwhile, Rick comes over, is like, "Hey, uh, Chandler, your logo's terrible. How about this one? Hey, this is great. Do you want to live with me? <laughs> and I'll feed you and teach you how to surf." And meanwhile I've never like given Turtle the time of day.
0: Yeah, Turtle is (laughs) What the hell? It's really messed up. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's it's totally messed up because Turtle yeah, Turtle does all Turtle wants to do is do what Rick is doing with Chandler. That's all he wants he wants to do. And there is the final moment at the end where Rick you know, takes board, takes uh turtle has made this crafted his own board, but he doesn't want anyone to know because he's self-conscious right. and, and, you know, shy about it. And then Chandler, uh, Rick gives the board to Chandler and, and then tells him it's turtle, which brings, you know, a tear to turtle's eye. And that's the moment Rick, that's the moment when you realize, okay, Rick is a good guy. He's just, yeah. he's just cocky. And, you know, no. He's from Arizona. I'm not going to make any disparaging comments about people from Arizona because I, I know lots of people. Yeah. But yeah, he's a good he's a good kid at heart. He just goes the wrong path. And even to the point with um, even to the point with Nia Peoples, Nia Peoples character, Kiani, she is this local girl with like three brothers and big Hawaiian family. And he's in love with her. And she's in love with him and he gets pissed off at her because he, he, baited, he, he doesn't even, Oh, we broke this down too. There is a fight scene in the movie where he is not battling for her honor. He's battling to get his stuff back from the guys that took it, but they're local is a local kid and Keanu's connected to him and he gets his stuff back, but they turned it into this whole thing. Like he was fighting for her honor kind of thing. And she's pissed off at him or he's more he's more pissed off at her, I guess. It,
1: I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, you don't I did not pick up as a kid to pick up on as a kid at all. Um, you know, Rick's stuff gets stolen by these local guys at the very beginning of the movie. He eventually is able to fight for. I guess the right to get his stuff back or yeah. something like yeah. that but <laughs> may the best man win but the whole movie people are always saying to Rick like oh are you fighting over that local girl again and he's always like he doesn't say anything no he doesn't say but anything but it's assumed yeah. that everyone thinks he's fighting over the local girl Yeah, but he's not he's, he's not fighting <laughs> to get his stuff back he was not fighting for her honor and this to me is like the weirdest story thing because it yeah. just keeps coming up like stop stay away from that local girl cause she's going to get you in trouble it's like well, how about the locals don't steal my stuff, because that's really what I'm fighting over, yeah. not her, like, yeah. at all. Yeah. So um, that really stood out to me as just being so weird. It doesn't, like, ruin the movie no. at all for me. But it's just, like, why doesn't he correct him and be like, no, man, like, he's wearing my belt. Like, that's why I'm fighting him. <laughs> yeah. Not because, you know, th- those that's my hat. Those are my shoes. Like, that, he has my wallet hanging out of his back pocket. That's why I'm fighting him.
0: Uh, not for the local... Hot Hawaiian girl. Yeah. Um, Which would have been totally understandable if he was. So. The right to date her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. But, but she's smitten with him just for being this, you know, broke ass yeah, white boy. I, I don't know why she likes him. <laughs> but that's another thing. Because um, he's, he's a Howley.
1: Right. He's a and Howley. she likes the Howleys, I guess. She likes the howlies.
0: But what I think, well, she's torn. This is my own assumption. She's torn between wanting to leave the island and start a career uh, become something other than the Island girl who wears the bikinis and takes people on horseback rides and also tied to her family connection. She can't leave her family because she's, she loves her siblings. And that's what I totally get that, that idea of like, I can't leave my family there. I'm I love them. But at the same time too, there's an opportunity that could await her. That's why I always felt like this film should have had a sequel. It didn't do very well at the box office. Mm-hmm. It was not very popular uh, among. It was not very popular with its initial release, but it had a huge shelf life on video. I know my my good buddy Mark Fong, the DJ Fongy, was the dude who he and I would watch this movie all the time, over and over again. He's um, DJ Fongy. DJ Fongevity, Fong. okay. I think, is what he calls okay. himself.
1: DJ Fongy
0: not DJ Fongy I'm just throwing that in there because it sounded kind of cool but he and I would watch this incessantly and I was I was always like "Wait, you've never seen North Shore to people who were like what's North Shore what are you kidding me yeah you have to see this movie I remember what my bachelor party uh before uh, it was the summer of my bachelor party this just happened to be showing at the local movie theater and with just happened to be showing happened to be showing uh, the weekend coincidentally that I was planning my bachelor party and the cast of North Shore was there so mm-hmm. I had my yeah. bachelor party at the screening of North Shore that's crazy which was fantastic and perfect because everybody was freaking out we my wife and I ended up getting married in Hawaii so yeah, I didn't know out.
1: that you got married in 1987, which is such an interesting thing to learn about you. You were at the <laughs> yeah. premiere of North Shore. Well,
0: I'm actually 102 years party. old.
1: Um, <laughs> no, that's very really
0: cool. No, the, when the re-release, right? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2012. Not a re-release. It was uh, just it. a revival. Uh, I guess the 35th anniversary, right? Is that 35 years? 87?
1: 12? Um, well, yeah, we're known for our math skills here on it is, show. It's 35 uh,
0: years. Yep. Wow, what a trip. Okay, yeah, the 35th anniversary screening. And it was fantastic. Cool. And everybody was like, oh, this is so cool. And, and it was just. You and know. you did not know that was happening. Or you did. I I knew, you know, because. You had to know. I knew that yeah. it was coming out right. about a month before. And I thought, oh, let's turn this into a bachelor party weekend okay. thing. And that's, okay. what, that's the way. It was a weekend. Okay. But it. It
1: just coincided. All, all your dudes came into town and they were like, uh, let's go uh, let's go to the casino. And you're like, wait a minute. Guys, check it out. I didn't know this was happening at all, but look at this marquee. It's the North Shore 35th anniversary reunion special screening with the entire cast. <laughs> and I had no
0: idea. Like, uh, anyway, we should probably just go check it out or do you want to go see strippers or something? No, no, no. All
1: right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you want to spend your yeah. money on putting tip dollars on a stage or do you want to buy a big bucket of popcorn and being amongst your friends yeah. and reciting lines and remembering what it was like to be 11 years old before you're getting married.
1: Yes. And what, and what was the answer? Did anyone go
0: with you? Oh, they all said let's do North Shore. Yeah. <laughs> True <laughs> friends. But I True remember it like this I feel like when we, when you and I watch this movie again it, to me it still holds up. I agree. I agree. I really
1: I did not have a lot of issues with it and I, I really um, other than the ones the aforementioned aforementioned yes. issues. Yes. But I really um no, I think it's great, and I really love. Um, yeah, I love the tone of it. I love the cinematography. I'm so impressed with the professional surfing because this is a movie that has utilizes a ton of professional surfers oh, yeah. in it. Um, we know that the cast kind of did their um, most of their basic surfing, um, but obviously they got professional surfers for all of the more advanced um, tube tubings. You know, I, I yeah, I'm not a surfer. That's probably obvious from the way i um destroy the surfing language (laughs) language of surfing but but this makes me want to be a surfer and um
0: well just like rocky made you want to be a boxer and just like no retreat no surrender made you want to be a martial arts superstar um
1: yep and just like rounders made me want to be a professional (laughs) poker player just like
0: boiler room wanted wanted you to take people's money and
1: just like a dog Day <laughs> afternoon made me want to rob a bank for just my like lovers. Just Santa Lambs uh,
0: made you want to. <laughs> uh, Let's keep going. Let's just keep like going.
1: Goodfellas made me want to um, uh, flush a lot of cocaine down the toilet.
0: <laughs> just like Cape Fear made me want to stalk people in South Florida.
1: Um, just like Moana made me want to summon the demigod from the sea. Just like the gate made me want to dig up my backyard and find a geode. <laughs> Just like gremlins made me want to get gizmo, but not feed him after midnight because that's dangerous. Just like Back to the Future made me want to drive
0: 88 miles per hour. We can keep Whoa, going. this is amazing. Oh my God. All you right. know, this is the point yeah. where people go, oh, they actually yeah. do know their stuff. Right. I hope so. Um, but most of those were actually mainstream with the exception of a few. But whatever oh, right. doesn't. Right. Who cares? Well, yeah. Who's but, judging that part? Who's ju- not I'm me. not. No, I, I agree. Like this movie made me want to surf too, and the um, it's it, and I, I think we talked. Granted, about, I won't surf. I, I will not surf. You will not.
1: Will you? But boy? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> will you? <laughs> I'm just trying to make. I just thought it'd be funny to make a point to be like it makes me want to make made me want to surf, but I'm not gonna. You know, like <laughs> well, hey,
0: uh, Aspen Extreme yeah. made me want to ski. Yes. But I won't ski. Right. Does that make like, to, so I'm yeah. connecting with you Yes, I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. I will say this was a movie where it was so obvious that the stunt doubles or the, the, the actual professional surfers were surfing. It wasn't the actors who were surfing in the more intense scenes. It was right. the, it was their, it was their stunt double. It was
1: very obvious. Stunt it was very
0: doubles. obvious, but yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, I was okay with it then. I'm okay with it now. I, and it's it, it's very apparent. I don't know why. Um, maybe because... It, because it is, it is It is yes. Like you
1: were saying, it's just like the story's advancing. Rick's training advances. Like we never know really how long Rick has been there, if he's been there a whole summer or yeah. whatever. But he we know he's getting better because they're montaging him with these boards. And as he's gradually getting better, he's moving on to better boards, better, um, you know, yeah. Chandler has said, you know, you master this board, you move on to the next board. Yeah. Until finally, he's at the Holy Grail of boards, the uh, KX seventeen. Or it doesn't have a name, <laughs> the but the KX seventeen. That's what I'm calling
0: it. Well, it was it was uh, uh, it was Laird Hamilton. Well, Lance Burkhart's board. Lance Burkhart. That he board. gives. That he lets yes. him use.
1: Laird Hamilton is in this movie. Obviously, he's that the mean,
0: professional surfer, but he's yeah. he's the the villain, uh, quote unquote. There's yeah. no real. Vi- well, no, he just he's a dick.
1: Yeah, he's just a dick. And he...
0: He's not a villain in a, you know, in a sense, a crease kind of way. He's more of just a villain in the, like, just cocky. No. But I kind of
1: wish that they had cast, and this is, you know, this is no dig on, on, on Laird. 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 I know, um, but that they cast an actual actor versus a, a surfer in that role. Because I feel like he didn't give us anything. No. Like, he was just like, hey, you're a stupid. You know, you're like, oh, come on, man. Like... Yes, they, they utilized him for his, uh, surfing. And, um, and, oh, and so just, and just to your point, it's like, you know, because it's montaged, you're just kind of like, oh, right. Well, I assume, right, that, okay. You know, we're montaging the advancement of Rick's skills. We're also montaging the actual competitions when he's advancing within the, the surfing tournament. And there were times where I'm like, is that supposed to be Rick? And you're like, I think so, yeah. But it doesn't really matter because you're just like, okay, whatever. You're talking we, about the final, noticed. yeah,
0: the final competition, right?
1: Yeah. Well, just there, there were a lot of rounds, a lot of heats, and it's like, oh, is that supposed to be Rick? Because the way it's cut, it's like the the announcers are kind of their VO is just kind of flowing between surfers, and so yeah. you're like, uh, and they're like, Rick Kane, what a monster wave, and then you're like, okay, but that's is that just a really bad stunt man, or is that supposed to be, yeah. Rick Kane cuz
0: that dude look has like a mustache and you know and a wig. <laughs> yeah, skin tone is not the same as Rick Kane's but yeah. no, but yeah. it, more more to your point about the the Laird Hamilton uh Lance Burkhart role. Yeah, he's he, he I wish he was a little more well-defined acting-wise. Um I was thinking of Randy Stoklos in Side Out. Yeah. Randy Stoklos is a professional volleyball player. Side Out being um, more similar fish out of water, actually North shore and side out would be a great double bill, yeah. but Randy Stoklos who plays the, the, the villain in that movie Rollo, I would say his acting was, was pretty decent compared to the more professional actors in that movie. So basically wanting the same thing for Lance Burkhart in, in North shore Yeah. to be like, yeah, Rollo who was played by Randy Stoklos. Yeah. In side out. Right.
1: <laughs> summing up just saying I wish that Laird Hamilton was more like Randy close. that's
0: all I'm saying that's um, I mean is that too much to ask no by the way that movie side out also we, we have to talk about that movie at some point yeah I meant to mention it in, in the sport um, movie yeah definitely, a, definitely a sports, that's a sport movie. definitely
1: a sports movie
0: just like airborne is a sports movie
1: um, yeah uh, but yeah, so side out. See Thomas Howell. Anyway, check that out. Um, yeah,
0: but you were saying about the montages were great in North Shore. The music is great in North Shore. The sounds. Oh, right, we haven't even phenom- talked about
1: what we're talking about. We I'm haven't like, gotten to
0: our one song. Oh my goodness! But we will talk about the this soundtrack. Is a mess. <laughs> it's a mess in in the in the sweetest way possible. I think. Um, I think North Shore North Shore top to bottom has a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, shout out again to my good buddy, Mark Fong, because he was the one who gave me the complete he he I don't think they actually released the soundtrack, the physical mm-hmm. soundtrack ever, mm-hmm. which was such a bummer during that time, because these soundtracks would come out for these movies and you're like, oh, I want to go out and get the soundtrack. Right. We talked about this with Iron Eagle, where you get the soundtrack and all the songs you had hoped would be on the soundtrack weren't on there.
1: You know, before the internet where you could actually research, you know, and also find whatever you wanted musically, really, um, you know, you'd go down to the Sam Goody or the Radio Shack or what? No, mine not mine, Radio Shack, mine
0: was Rainbow Records. Rainbow. Oh, yeah,
1: because you had a cool place. But like or, Sam Goody. Is that where I go? Is that was music place. What
0: was their this tagline? Uh, Goody got it.
1: Goody got it. Yeah, Circuit, like City, I,
0: Circuit City. Circuit City.
1: I wasn't really at Circuit City a lot. I think I spent a lot of time at Sam Goody. Um, Where? The The warehouse. The New Jersey malls with Sam Goody. Yeah,
0: Sam Goody was a mall. But,
1: you know, but you'd go, and if you didn't know what the name of a song was, you you would just kind of have to take that leap and, like, I'm going to buy the soundtrack. And then you're going through the cassette, and you're, like, fast-forwarding. You're like, where's that song that I love? Like, where's that? And it's not there. And you're like, what in the hell? Like, who who didn't do their deal right with the studio or whatever? Like, this is a disaster.
0: Well, the, uh, Iron Eagle was that way because one of my favorite songs in that movie is a song called You're Old Enough to Rock and Roll.
1: Yes. You're old enough to
0: rock and roll. It's when he's yes. flying his Cessna and the through Snake Mountain, not Snake Mountain, yeah. but Snake whatever it was called. And it's such a great song. That song's nowhere to be found. Yep. You reminded me of... At the warehouse, they used to do this thing where if you could sing the opening line to a song, you got a dollar off your oh, uh, purchase. That's amazing. Or, did not or you that. might have gotten a free used CD or something oh. like that. Like, sing sing a song and we'll give you a deal. Okay. That was kind of an interesting yeah. concept.
1: sing yeah. a song and you get the CNC Music Factory <laughs> uh,
0: A-side. From the movie Gladiator. <laughs> it's the remix of... In the name of love. Anyways, no, yeah, this, uh, the soundtrack The North Shore is phenomenal. It's got the band Pseudo Echo, who does, um, I think they do Funky Town, right? Their big, their big song was Funky Town. Mm-hmm. They've also got the song Living in a Dream, which is the opening to North Shore, which is a great song. Chris Isaac's on it. Gary Wright. But the song that we both kind of agreed that we loved the most on this soundtrack was the song Happy to Give by Journey.
1: Journey. Just like a clear, yeah, winner.
0: It's so good. It's it's the song that's used at the end. I choked up at the end of North Shore, the last time we watched it. Just you did like right? I did. Yeah, I got a little choked up. I was like, really? It's wait, right I when didn't uh, even notice that. And I wish there was a GIF for it, or, or, or because I yeah. wish there was a GIF for it because it's so. I love that scene. It, it for me watching that this movie as a kid. It's the final scene of the movie where Rick Kane has won it all, spoiler alert, and he's getting on an airplane going back home to finish school because Chandler, being the mentor that he is, he's like, you know, you should really think about you could be a champion surfer and do the whole circuit or you can go back to art school and get your degree. And Rick's like, no, I'm going to do I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to get my degree.
1: You could go to art school and then never get a job for the rest <laughs> yeah. of your life. It's kind of pretty, if you think about it that way, right? It's kind of totally. like equivalent. It's did, like- you,
0: did you do that online? Did you do that test from the TV commercial where they're like, we're gonna give you a free art exam? And if you pass this test you're going to get a free art set. Do you remember that? You had to draw a turtle. No. You had to draw a turtle. I remember face. it, I never did it. <laughs> I never I did, did it. I it, but yeah. I I would I would love to meet someone who no. did that and find out what happened. What it ends up Jack Kirby and you if that. you
1: did that test please contact us. But um <laughs> But yeah, he Yeah, no, it's like you should really go back to school and get a degree in art school. <laughs> it's like no, you you, know, you should probably, now that you've been on Surfing Magazine, the cover of Surf Magazine, and you've won this tournament, maybe that should be your life.
0: Yeah, because is he going to be a graphic yeah. designer for surfboards for the rest of his life? Potentially. Well, and, you, yeah. And that could, I mean, look how it turned out for the people who did Quicksilver. No. Or I, I mean, Ball I'm on.
1: not knocking art school. I just think no, it's no. really funny that, you know.
0: <laughs> but it's not like, go get your business degree. Go get right. your teaching I mean, degree. I went to
1: film school. It's like the same. Yeah. It's the same thing, really.
0: Yeah. The, the, the amount of success he would have as, uh, ha- with an art degree might yeah. not be as much that he would have as a surfer for five years right? or longer. But yeah, he's at the end of the movie. He's at the airport and he's going to go back home. He tried to convince Keanu to go, but she didn't, which is kind of a twist on the typical, Oh my God, they're going to be together forever. Yeah. And I, which I love, right. I love that. Right. And turtles there to say, says his goodbyes. And Rick Kane turns and looks at them as he's getting on the airplane. And he goes, I'll be back. And it's yeah. such a sweet moment because turtle, Uh, hugs Keanu and she looks like she's about to cry and it's and they kind of freeze on that shot which is weird I love it personally because I think there's so much emotion in that scene well another reason
1: (coughs) another reason why Turtle is the best friend ever because not only does he meet Rick at the airport but he brings Keanu who he was not expecting to see again so it's like God, like what what a guy who's so in tune with what a bro compassion and yeah like the
0: ultimate, yeah. the ultimate bro. Yeah, the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate. The gee, ultimate yeah. Um, but then it kicks into the journey song "Happy to Give," which is such a great song. Yeah, and it, there's so much emotion and, and journey. And this, well, this there's two pieces to this. One, it had a visceral impact on me watching it. Yep. Two, this was off the Journey album "Raised on Radio." Which this is a weird time when the song again it was not on the there wasn't a physical soundtrack for North Shore just like there wasn't a physical soundtrack for Whitewater Summer you had to just piece all these songs together right. in the age of right. mixtapes and you could make your own soundtrack to the movie this album Happy um, Leave them un-
1: alone, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just have to say that whenever somebody mentions Whitewater Summer. Well,
0: here's the connection: in Matt Adler is in Whitewater Summer yeah. as. There you go, right? Yep. And I think that came out uh, about a year later.
1: And Matt, or, Matt Adler, do we identify that Matt Adler plays Rick King? Oh, yeah, sorry. I don't if, know. If we <laughs> did. <laughs> Matt Adler is the, is the main guy. See, we're very much yeah. like
0: a Tarantino movie. Yeah. We always come, you know, we're all <laughs> over the place. But at the end of it, you go, everything made sense. I think that was the last album Journey did with Steve Perry. Yes. And Which is such a bummer because what a phenomenal voice and phenomenal band but never the same after he left. No. Either of them.
1: Journey, yeah, arguably the best band of all time. I, yeah. I
0: could, you could say that. Yeah. And, and he wasn't their original singer. Greg Raleigh was mm-hmm. when they were like this fusion, kind of like Genesis with Peter Gabriel. Right. They became actually better with a new singer after many years. Some people would disagree. The, the people the, who were- The Phil
1: Collins years were- were when he started singing? You mean?
0: Yeah, some might disagree- think that Journey was a better band before Steve Perry. Just like some oh, people would say, oh, right. Peter Gabriel was better lead singer of Genesis. I don't know. Whatever yeah. it is, yeah. whatever that expression is. He's in a dozen.
1: pod and a two dollars <laughs> difference.
0: Six half and one dozen. Yeah, right. And- <laughs> that it's that one. Yeah, but end of that song, end of that that album is great. The soundtrack, I wish they would have released a proper soundtrack for North Shore. I think they still should, but whatever, they didn't. and who?
1: Well, you think for the 35th anniversary, at least, they would have been like...
0: At the movie you, theater? You should, probably should have said something. For my bachelor party? Yeah. Don't, don't you get a wish on your bachelor party? No. Yeah, what, what, what is that? Don't they call that a...
1: A bachelor um,
0: bang? <laughs> what do they call it? So, Zach, you get anything you want on your, on your bachelor party... Anything you want in the world. Yeah. What do you want? A North Shore vinyl soundtrack, yeah. release, please?
1: Release it with all of my favorite <laughs> songs um, as such. Really? This is God. That's the choice yeah. you
0: made? Yeah. That mm-hmm. MCA Records <laughs> Online. R- <laughs> RCA and, R- and MCA Records Online 1 and 2, please. Could you release a turtle action figure to come with mm, that yeah. as well, please? Actually, that I would love a line of North Shore action figures. When I was a kid, I used to take my GI Joes and mix up their bodies and make the versions of figures that I didn't have that I, of the, of the characters I saw on, on screen. So I made like a John McClane oh, figure yeah. or I made a Dutch from predator, but I would make, I really wanted a Jake oh. speed action figure for oh that movie, God. Jake speed, oh which God, this is amazing. We watched and yeah. we may or may not break down eventually, but I love that movie personally. I love that movie too. And all Remo Williams. They never made a Remo Williams, but why can't they, they're making all these figures now from from our childhood and why can't they make a line of North Shore figures? That would be phenomenal. There was
1: never a Remo Williams action figure? Nope. Uh, Interesting. But I made my own. Right. Well, because, I mean, right, it's based on a comic. I I, would think that merchandising would be... Right? Just ripe ripe. for that. How come they
0: never made a Bloodsport action figure or a Chuck Norris action figure? Well, they did. did. But not like an Invasion USA. No. You know, it was what, like
1: a Walker Texas Ranger. Like, yeah,
0: he was. it was based like, on the, the cartoon that he did. So it was super right. cheesy. Chuck
1: Norris, Republican <laughs> asshole. Wait, what? No, that was not. Richard Norton, if you're listening, uh, yeah. we're talking
0: I'll about Young Chuck. Young oh, Chuck. Right, right, right.
1: How um, come they never Chuck
0: made <laughs> that's Chuck Norris. I feel Badass. like that, that this, this discussion of action figures is a whole other discussion. It is. Podcast. It However, is. I will say North Shore still visceral reaction. For me, yeah, hasn't changed my love of it. You know, because on our podcast we talk about: does the movie hold up? Is it still good? Is there any redeeming qualities? What's the moment of positivity with this film? Everything. It's a cool movie. Yeah, I did
1: not realize you were crying though. That's that's awesome. I was choked up. I want to specify. I was choked. That's awesome. You were weeping right next to me, and I had no idea. Well, you know, no idea. A lot.
0: A lot can be. A lot can be done
1: in the dark. No, and you and you but, need- but that's amazing. <laughs> but that's—I mean, right? Because like this is a movie you've seen—you've seen it a lot. I mean, right? right? Was the last time you saw it in uh, bachelor party? Twenty twelve. The last time I watched it was twenty twelve. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking seven years, and the fact that you can watch that, like, that's the the sign of a, of greatness. Like that, a movie has succeeded.
0: I think. I think so. I, I think so. You
1: know, years later. Um. You know, 40 years later and you're still like, oh, my God,
0: (laughs) I love this movie. You know, like that's. Yeah, I I mean, why not? Like, yeah, movies to me have that impact. Like a movie I've seen 60 times, I still get choked up over. Best of the best is one of those movies that, you know, it or you can stand up and cheer. I just watched Real Genius the other night and I was so. I was laughing my ass off out loud. That's the sign. How dare
1: you watch that without me?
0: (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, But I will say, like, watching this movie again, is this movie considered by the wide public to be a great movie? No. No. But do we love it? Yes. So to the people that listen to this podcast that have a love of who cares about critics when this is not about critics, this is about the visceral reaction. I want to even talk about the opening credits to this movie, the splash effect and is really cool.
1: Right. And dare I say ahead of its time.
0: Well, and you know what else was ahead of its time? The the end credits using yes. the Comic Sans font yes <laughs> before it
1: was known as a teacher's font the Journey Song and the Comic Sans font
0: <laughs> with yeah. like weird yellow it was like yellow um, over blue or something like
1: that yeah or blue over yellow yeah what? something like yeah. that but anyway I I highly endorse this movie
0: it's cool you know what else I endorse? it's not a sports movie <laughs> Yeah, you're so you're so passionate about that. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to fight you over no, this. Yeah. Commit me. <laughs> you know, and and on our po- on our podcast, we talk about other things that might have been happening in 1987, and Dustin and I were like, well, let's let's pick like two things. Otherwise, yeah. we'll we'll blow our load in the first uh that my dad used right. to use that expression. Oh, no. <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when when I would get birthday money when I was a kid, and go to KB Toys when
1: you get your three dollar uh, Baskin <laughs> Robbins gift card in uh, in the morning, and then you get uh, your special uh, two dollar uh, KB Toys <laughs> store. You can buy whatever
0: you want. Like, but dad, KB bucks, I KB can't. Bucks. I can't spend two dollars on anything. It's all at least seventeen. <laughs> were there yeah. KB bucks? Because I know there were like Toys R Us Jeffrey bucks. I don't know. There were Jeffrey bucks. Probably. I'm sure there were. Probably. Yeah, it would get. You know, and my dad would say, "Well, don't blow your load." <laughs> The toy
1: right. store.
0: <laughs> right? Hey,
1: and when you're when you're right. ten? You're you're running down the aisle's like, hey uh, Zach, don't blow your load. <laughs> don't blow your load.
0: Like, um <laughs> What's going on over there? Yeah. Then my brother Eric would be like, You know what he means, right? And they go, Yeah, yeah. My money. My money. Don't I, blow my load What did you right. what do you think he yeah. meant? And then he'd whisper it in my ear and go, I don't even know what that his means. semen. I don't even know that. He's ejaculated. <laughs> like, oh, God. Dad is a I semen. He was a Navy SEAL. You I totally do, oh, went. Yeah. yeah I well, totally took it
1: there. Well, when we That's went into. Disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's <laughs> disgusting. So. Uh, Thinking about your dad's. Oh.
0: <laughs> you are.
1: Right. Well I am, I haven't met your dad, but I mean so I so I'm more detached from it. But dad but, but saying dad and ejaculate in the same <laughs> sentence is terrible. Well, but, but
0: you know what? That gets you to where you are.
1: Uh right. Good point. Oh, look at that. You are a genius. <laughs> Genius. So,
0: so there's a website called PopCultureMadness.com. I think we referenced it on another website or on another podcast. They'll they'll refer to people as the Hollywood hunks. And but a couple of things that happened in 1987 were uh, a, a new word came into the political arena: borked. <laughs> Why do I sound like I'm 87 with this laugh? By the way. That's my first gig (coughs) as a voice actor that I booked was doing the cigarette cancer voice from. Wow. Borked. Tell us about Borked. Which means railroaded through an interview with no chance of being approved. What? It's a political term, I guess, that was used back then, according to Mm. popculturemadness.com.
1: But I don't understand what that means. Railroaded through an interview?
0: I'm wondering if there was a typo there. Real no being through Congress with no chance of being approved.
1: Oh, okay. So like they Borked the uh the uh the bill through. They just Borked it on through, but it doesn't have any uh chance of being approved.
0: Yeah, like a like a like a clean water bill or something. Yeah,
1: they Borked it through.
0: Oh, it just got Borked. I
1: thought it was a, a it was like a like a, a Mork and Mindy. Bork from... See, well, that's where I thought you were going with this.
0: I thought Borked referred to like, oh, uh, Boof and I just Borked Boosh, last Boosh. night. <laughs> Boof and I Borked, Scott. Boof from Teen Wolf? Mm, I mean, come God. on. That is, by the way, yeah. so when that the Brett Kavanaugh hearings came down and yeah. and they're like, well, what does boofing mean? He's like, yeah. well, I, of course, boofing means getting farting. Yeah. You know? I'm like, well, Boof in Teen Wolf, her name was Boof. <laughs> what a terrible name. Come on.
1: It's probably one of the worst names a person can have.
0: Yeah. Male, female. And she was cute. Like I remember seeing her yeah. in Team Wolf going, yeah. Oh, Boof is cute. But right. I don't want to say Boof. I don't want
1: to call her Boof. Can I just say I'm gonna her... call her Madeline.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna call her Madeline. Uh Madeline Hirschlanger. Um, I don't know. Did anything else happen that year? Well, um, yeah, there was there was there was a big feud in nineteen eighty seven. It was Debbie Gibson versus Tiffany. Nice. That was a big, and, and I'm going to mention one more thing, just because. Yeah.
1: Just get it in there.
0: I have this Yacht Rock playlist at home, and my five-year-old son, Bodie loves to listen to Yacht Rock. And, and, and then you break down the lyrics, and you start realizing, oh, this is a super inappropriate song. Mm. But one of the songs that can, comes on all the time is George Benson's Moonlighting. Some fly by night, some fly by day. I never even knew the lyrics to that until I listened to it 20 times in a row. Uh But the show Moonlighting was on in 87. And apparently, and this is fact, the ratings took a major nosedive when the two leads, Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis, finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using quotations right now. Right. Um The, the ratings... Took a nosedive after right. that. I never
1: watched. no. Because will they, won't they? Is like the whole basis of the yeah of the show. And then once they will, you're like, oh
0: yeah, oh it's just it's another formula.
1: They, they don't. They hated each other.
0: Two of them. Oh, in real life. Yeah. Oh, really? Do you remember when uh, Bru- uh, Bruce Willis had his own solo album come out? Um, yes, I do. The Return of Bruno. Yes, and I he do. He never even did a, 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 a just a Bruno. Yes, I do. So how could he ever return? So in conclusion. If you will, in conclusion, I don't even know what the hell that voice is. Um, North Short was definitely, uh, as Chainsaw and Dave would say, two thumbs up,
1: two thumbs up. Summer school, (laughs) 1987.
0: Yeah, oh, well, yeah, here's the thing like, we talk about how, yeah, our extensive knowledge of movies is pretty expansive for a very specific time frame. We do know some occasional fun facts where people where people go, whoa! I know you've had some moments with people recently where they've listened to the podcast and they've gone, oh my gosh! Please do this movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, you remember this time when we did it?
1: Right? Or uh, yeah, just a quick shout out to my friend Andy Ellis, who was very upset when I was going uh, going off about that's what friends are for and bar mitzvah music <laughs> and how horrible it was. And he was like, you know, every song you mentioned there was played at my bar mitzvah, and I was like, w- yeah. Yeah, but I was like, but no, but it was played at every bar mitzvah. And
0: Andy, thank you for listening. Um, Did they play Happy to Give at, at, at a bar mitzvah? Um, That'd be a really nice nope. song to kind of oh. because that, that was like a, a slow, happy nice. To, happy uh, to give. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: but I think if you want to start a DJ business, so uh, yeah, so we're, we've we've hit our we've hit our time. The dogs are barking. Um, I had fun. I always have
0: fun. I'm blown With away that I'm blown away that you said. Uh, I said a lot of movies came out in '87, right? And, you're, and then out of nowhere, you're like, "Yeah, like summer school." And well, then well, no, because you said Dave and Ch- you said Chainsaw, Chainsaw Dave. Dave. You're like another movie from '87, whatever you said. Yeah. I'm blown yeah. away. Yeah, this is this is the thing about right. Dustin and I that you will grow to learn is that. Random tidbits of knowledge just pop out every now and then. Great conversation yeah. starters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> conversation starters. You'd
1: understand if you were here. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening.
0: See you next time. See you next time. Thank
1: you. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't
0: forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Bleh. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our website at 2 dollars And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2 Lay Fee Podcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. Geekscape Network.